Hello and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner and I am so excited about today's guest. Okay, before I introduce you, I am going to put my phone on do not disturb so that we do not get interrupted. Here we go. Don't bug Amber right now. Okay, so I want to introduce today a woman that came into my life um, just a little over a month ago, and her podcast has completely transformed the way my thought process has been working lately, and I'm just so excited to dive in more to her journey. Her name is Cassandra Bodzak, and she is a thought leader, a spiritual teacher, a light worker, a best-selling author, an on-camera personality, and she specializes in helping women who want to have it all. Cassandra, hello. Ah, I'm so excited to be on, Amber. I also have loved going through your podcast. Um, I'm so happy that we got to connect um, in class and I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. And I just like, I don't even know where to begin with your journey. I'm going to carve out a space and then let you just kind of play within it because from what I gathered from not only being in class with you, but we met once for lunch and you briefly just scratched who you are and I'm learning so much more about you and your podcast um but you started out acting and then ended up kind of moving into the health and wellness side went on to do an ABC talk show wrote books and now you're acting again is that kind of the trajectory and how much do you want to share about your your journey (laughs) that is that is the trajectory and isn't it funny and full circle and how I feel like I, yeah, I had to go on this whole other path to come back to, what is it? Isn't there that famous quote? Like we have to kind of go on our journey. There's something about you come back to the place where you began, but you know it for the first time. Yes. You know that quote? Yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> say it verbatim, but I'm familiar. And, and it is how life comes full circle at different times. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So I have an open book. What do you want to know about it? Or what would you like me to dive into? Yeah. So, so, um, well, we'll get into inspiration. We'll get into all kinds of stuff later on, but did you, you went to school for acting, right? Where did you study? Yeah. So I went to school for acting. I got a BFA in acting at the university of Connecticut, um, in a conservatory like program where there was like 13, um, people in my class and I had been acting, you know, in plays and taking acting classes and musical theater classes um, since middle school. I lived like right outside of the city. So I was um, so like 20 minutes outside of New York City. I'm sorry. When mm-hmm. you're like from there, you always just call it the city, but there's many cities. <laughs> um, so I'm right outside New York City. Um, so I had the, you know, the privilege of getting to do like NYU student films mm-hmm. and starting to like really get in there doing like some off off Broadway stuff and um you know take some really great classes you know take like you know New York acting classes um back in the day and then I yeah I went to college for it and I came back to Manhattan and um I, you know, it's funny. I think this is a a good little inspirational story since I know we just like ended showcase season uh, for a lot of people that were BFAs or MFAs. And I actually didn't get picked for my showcase. Wow. And 
I was like completely not really, I was not supported by my BFA program. I mean, the program itself was great, but the, you know, the actor, not, not the actors, geez, the um, teachers in it mm-hmm. were, there was a few of them that really took me aside and were like, we don't know, we don't know about you. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I say this um, because I think it's, you know, really important. Um, One, I, you know, I had, so anyway, so they tell me I'm not going to be in the showcase. And I was like, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to get an agent and a manager before any of y'all watch me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, what do I need? I got all of my materials together. You know, I already had headshots, resume. I already, I like started putting together my reel. I already had a ton of film. I was going down into the city um, in between like classes and stuff and doing like commercials and doing small bits on different films and TV things. Like I was doing more than you know anyone really knew and um and I did and so I just took it upon myself and I I got myself um an agent and a manager before I graduated showcase you know be damned and um I think one of the greatest things that I got out of that program and it's so funny because now now they're actually featuring me next month it as like a alumni you know oh now they want credit (laughs) (laughs) right and they were like asking me they asked me what one of my favorite like what are the things I really learned at UConn and I told them I learned to like believe in myself in the face of adversity (laughs) yes (laughs) and I think that that was like one of the greatest gifts of that experience um and I just say that for anyone else who's facing adversity or has you know a teacher or someone anyone that's kind of giving them a hard time that, you know, your commitment and your dedication to your craft and your commitment and your dedication to yourself and your dreams and, um, you know, getting to whatever that next step is that you want to get to is always, you know, going to, to, to come out on top. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And, and you ended up getting, you know, some work in New York and, um, you know, work yeah. in different facets of the industry, which I, which I think is great because you got some really great onset experience while you were in New York. Yeah, it was great. I did, um, I did some leads in independent films and I had some small like co-star roles on, um, 30 Rock and Law and Order and, um, Louis C.K., and, um, you know, a few other like small little, um, one like day, day player kind of roles, you know? Yeah. And I think you and I shared when we had lunch that we have in common that we've both done stand in work too, which I yeah. think has just been the, some of the most valuable teachings, uh, that I could ever ask for is watching the best do the best work, like right in front. Like to me, that is just invaluable schooling. Oh my gosh. I actually... When I had got the part, like the actual speaking role on Louie, it was one of my favorite days on set, not only obviously because I was speaking, but it was because the crew that was working on Louie at the time had been the same crew on a show that I had stood in on for a whole season. Um, And when they saw me on set, like, they were like, oh my God. (laughs) 
Right. You know? They're so happy for you. And, and also they were so relieved because I, like, I was so comfortable on set. I knew exactly what to do. I, you know, I had, I stood in for, um, um, on white collar for uh-huh. both, both of the women on white collar, Hillary Burton and Tiffany Thiessen kind of off and on depending on, you know, the day. And I got to do so many, so many rehearsals and so many walk you know walkthroughs and stuff and then same thing when I was when I was in college or maybe even before college I think it was college or even like end of high school I can't remember um that was also when like Gossip Girl started filming and I stood in on that and I really thought that was I think every personally I think every and also there's a totally different I think attitude like in New York it's it is kind of like a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's important because then when you get those, like I'm so comfortable on a like really big budget set. Sure. You know, as I'm sure you are too. Uh-huh. And you get into that space and then, you know, that's the last thing you need in your way when you're going and you have those, whatever it is, like, you know, the few lines or you're a guest star, you know, you're coming in, like you want all of your focus to be on like the work. What, my work. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not on like, Oh my God. Like, am I hitting my cue? Who's that guy? Is that the DP? Is that the show? You know, <laughs> totally. Like, it can be you, overwhelming. Yeah. So I, I do, I have tremendous respect and I think that that, that work is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, and so, um, so then you, you, you're, you had some health stuff change your trajectory a bit and you got into, had you already started some of the wellness journey or was it when your body started talking to you that you got into the food and the juicing and the cookbook and like those kind of things, did they happen at the same time or how did that journey happen? So that actually happened um, that happened while I was still in college okay. and, um, I, it, my body started acting up and that's what kind of kicked it all off. I started mm-hmm. having these horrible pains and, um, I also in college, as I think a lot of like, uh, performers do, I was taking a bunch of dance classes as well mm-hmm. and I was choreographing and, um, I love dance. And so all of a sudden I was like unable to dance because I was in so much physical pain. I would like go to the classes and kind of like sit on the sidelines to at least like kind of get the routine in my head. Sure. But I could barely move. And so I ended up, you know, going to the infirmary at college, getting all these tests. I had no idea what was going on with me. I would say at this point I was eating a typical (laughs) unhealthy college diet. Sure. Um, and also, you know, restricting and probably over-exercising because I was so conscious of my body uh, being in the acting department. And, um, yeah, and that's really what gave started my healthy journey was eventually through, you know, having tons and tons of tests and nobody could figure out what was going on, I finally decided I needed to, like, talk to my body. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't know, like, if this is crazy, but <laughs> I got to try this because nothing else is working. And so I started connecting with my body, just literally, I would have to lay, you know, on my back, and I put my hands on my stomach. And that was a position I was in a lot because of the pain I was in. Sure. And one day while I was in there, I was crying because I was like, this is awful. I don't know what's wrong with me. And it had gone on for months now. And I was just like, body, I'm so sorry for like all the crap that I 
put in you and Mm -hmm. and all the ways I mistreated you and please though like I'm really willing to do anything (laughs) just tell me and so I got the hit to look up food allergies Mm -hmm. and I I went to the library um, and looked up a bunch of books on food allergies, took them out, and I started – did my own little version of the elimination diet, which is where you eliminate, you know, the top foods that can bother people, right? Uh-huh. And so I did that, and after doing that, you know, I, essentially for me what that looked like, on top of that I also gave up um, meat and um, – I gave up meat because meat's one of the hardest things to digest. So if you're having digestive problems, I was like, okay, let me try no meat. Let me try none of the top eight allergens. So like a lot of no nuts, like um, peppers and tomatoes are also uh, can be foods you have sensitivities to. I learned all this stuff. So Uh I eliminated all. I eat a super bland diet (laughs) for a week and all of my symptoms disappeared. Wow. And so now I was like, I continued on eating the super bland diet because I was like so scared to get anything back. <laughs> right. But obviously eventually I had to start, you know, uh, eating more normally again and, and trying to eat more normally. So I started introducing things and I, I found out which ones I'm like hypersensitive to and my body really can't digest. And, um, and what I can kind of have in like moderation or whatnot. And then that's kind of what, started my blog. So I started my blog in college because I lived in a, uh, with some sorority sisters in college and I was, I always loved to cook and I always loved to bake and we did a bunch of different events. And so I would play around baking different things and seeing like, you know, but it was like, they didn't realize that like, you know, it was like brownies made with like applesauce and sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of like the real thing and people still loved it. So they really encouraged me to start a blog. This was before blogs were like cool. Sure. And that's how that started out. And it was, you know, this thing and, and I'm so grateful for it. And I think it was so helpful because it gave me a creative outlet in addition to acting. Right. And it was like this thing that, you know, when I was, you know, in Manhattan auditioning and, you know, working my waitressing job, working this, you know, standing jobs, doing all this other stuff and not feeling as creatively fulfilled because even the like exciting roles that I got to go audition for were still like day players. Sure. Um, that gave me like a creative outlet. I could yeah. at least like make a recipe, post it, write a blog post, um, and so it was just this kind of thing that like was like a quiet hobby for many years. Um, and it wasn't until when I was 25 is when my little brother got diagnosed with this rare uh, terminal autoimmune condition that that's when I really had my, you know, kind of dark night of the soul bathroom floor moment. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment you know, that's when I started meditating. That's really when my spiritual journey began. And I kind of just, it was just a moment where I really couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do much of anything. Mm -hmm. And the only things that I could, like, I, I really just took that next step of like, what's bringing me joy right now? Yes. What's bringing me joy? And so that's when I really leaned on 
the blog and the recipes and making cooking videos and stuff because there was an element of things I could control there, you know? Yeah. Like, I couldn't control if I was going to book a role necessarily. I mean, I could do my best, you know? Sure. But but I didn't need anyone's permission to, like, get up from bed and, like, make a recipe. <laughs> yeah. You know? I could get up and I can make a recipe and I could take a picture of it and I could post it on my blog. And then I started doing the videos because, obviously, I love being on camera. So I was sure. like, I love being on camera and I love cooking well and I just combine them. And... That's when that really started taking, you know, taking the lead. I was still acting and doing stuff during that time. Um, I actually did some stuff on One Life to Live during that time. And so I was still doing them simultaneously. But it was more so that like this, you know, the blog and this like, it just felt more of like this like life raft for me. Yeah. Yeah. So then did you end up doing your because you wrote your first book eat with intention correct that was your first yeah. book which is I, I just I'm like so excited because I'm that is going to be the next one I ordered I ordered your um, most recent book but I don't have the eat with intention yet so I'm excited oh, to read I that brought you that well don't even worry about it but I love the concept of having a little meditation before you like prepare the meal and then have like an intention set with the food you're eating like the whole concept of it sounds brilliant and my question for you is did the book come first or did the abc opportunity on um the taste which which one of those came first the abc opportunity came first um and you know i feel like we talk a lot about manifesting Mm -hmm. and how we kind of bring upon our own opportunities and um we even mentioned about how you know I I do believe just being on set even in like a stand-in or background capacity has an element of manifesting in it right because you're like doing the thing and you embody that energy of being on set and I'm like obviously I love manifesting and so when I was recording these cooking videos that was I was kind of unconsciously manifesting. <laughs> sure. Um, but I was manifesting, you know, that ABC show because I really didn't, you know, I didn't submit for the ABC show. It wasn't a thing I applied for. Um, a producer, like, randomly found one of my YouTube videos. Uh-huh. And so, and then they just called me up and I was like, wait, like, how do you have my number? Like, <laughs> it was very kind of out of the blue but maybe not out of the blue you know yeah um and so that was this moment of really being like okay let's do this then you know and I remember you know being we shot it in uh Universal Studios on that lot and they flew us and put us up in a hotel and um around that area like by the Universal City Walk area mm-hmm. and um and just getting to my hotel room and being like, oh, like, this is where I'm meant to be. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the life I'm meant to live. <laughs> and um, and I, I honestly just think at that point, that, w- that was a point I still did another, like, part on Louis after I shot the taste. But, you know, when I was shooting the taste and being on camera uh, for my cooking, um. I really, there was like this part of me that was like, okay, well, maybe this is where God wants me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe God wants me talking about this right now. And maybe that's why I have, you know, and out of it, like pretty much all of the, 
a lot of the people on the show, I was like at home on yeah. camera, you know? Yeah. And so that was really easy. That part of it was really easy for me, right? The cooking under pressure was like, I was not as used to as some of the other people. Sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was, that was, yeah. So then I, I kind of decided to follow that path. I thought that was like a huge sign of like move in this direction. And so I did. And then um, I got an offer to write a book and I had always wanted to write a book. So of course I already had, I had had the idea of fate with intention brewing within me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that came out and I kind of just followed that path and that path evolved, you know, from eat with intention and then evolved more into, you know, what I talk about today is like helping women who want to have it all and helping them really divinely design the life that they dream of. Because for me, you know, that, that whole experience, you know, showed me how, how much we are all powerful creators of our life and how, you know, we can really manifest whatever we want. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so I felt like an excitement and also a duty um, to teach people about that. And so it's only this past uh, February around my birthday Mm -hmm. that it started coming back to me. I kept on having like these, you know, visions in my meditations and these feelings that were kind of like grumbling again Mm -hmm. that were like, you want, I, you want to be like, it's time, like it's time to go back to acting. Yeah. Um, which was really crazy, you know, felt really nutty, felt really crazy when I first started happening. And so in the beginning I was like, Oh no, Oh no. Like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Like I've come so far. I've, you know, achieved a certain level of success in like my, my current business And I was like, really? Am I really just going to do that right now? Like, this is crazy. You know, I'm older, obviously, than I was when I first started acting. I've now taken this huge break. I was in, I moved to LA, you know, like six, seven years ago. And I'm like, I've been in LA for six, seven years without acting. (laughs) Sure, sure. You know, it felt nuts. But everything that I teach and everything that I believe in is that you have to honor those you know those stirrings of your soul like that's what life for me I think that's what life is about you have to constantly be honoring your soul's desires and like following that path and if we're not then like what are we doing in my opinion (laughs) well it's so true and I mean your work has not gone unnoticed I mean you've been written up in entertainment weekly shape vogue huffington post forbes self new york times marie claire so the work that you do is not you know, is nothing to shake a stick at. And, and I, I feel like the acting is like a yes. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you still get to have this incredible business of coaching and all the stuff that you do and be an actor. I think I might've shared this with you at lunch. If, if I didn't share it with you, I think I've shared it on the podcast who Oprah is my favorite person for a multitude of reasons, but mostly it's because she is paid beautifully and handsomely to be organically herself and she gets to take acting careers when we're acting jobs when they come up like she gets yep. to have it all that is my life goal <laughs> I love that and yeah and that's that's I totally agree with that it gets to be uh this and and yes. I think that you know it's exciting for me I think it's also makes me even better at yes. my other, you know, it makes me better at my 
I don't know. They're both my jobs, I think, but it makes me better at helping women and showing, you know, showing the manifesting process, showing how we divinely design your life. When I also get to be on my own journey with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we're always on that journey, right? We're always designing our lives. We're always like getting to that next level and, and, and expanding and expanding. And so it feels exciting to now have this like really vulnerable, you know, project, you know, that I'm being completely open about and I'm sharing with everyone and I'm really going for it full steam ahead. (laughs) And I'm using all the tools that I have used to get me, you know, where I am to now, you know, do this acting thing and, um, and build a career that way. And, and it feels really exciting and, and intentional that it's Mm -hmm. meant to, it's meant to even enrich the, the things that I already teach by being, having this like very like potent, obvious example, you Mm -hmm. know, to be like, okay, like, you know, people know I just started, um, I really committed to this probably let's say like April. Okay. Like April, like end of April, May (laughs) was when I was like, okay. (laughs) Like it took me a minute to be like, we're really going to do this. We're really going to do this. Right. Um, And then I like dove in. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. And I've, you know, I got an agent. I've got a manager. I've already done, um, you know, two films Mm -hmm. and I have another one that I'm going to be filming in September where I'm the love interest and I'm, and that shoots in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yep. And you know, and so I'm like this, like it works. (laughs) It really does. Like I don't doubt it. it. (laughs) And isn't it amazing how, how unintentionally we can manifest the negative as well. Like when oh. we, just by our thoughts and the conversations that we repeat and the things that we continue to say, give so much power to what we're bringing in. And I don't think enough people realize the power of their words and repeating the negative just makes more negative. It's- oh my God. Yes. Amber. <laughs> right. And I think that's so important, especially for especially for actors, um, you know, for anyone, obviously, but because I know a lot of actors listen to this podcast, it's like, we're always going to be looking at like the what's next, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so even though I can say all that in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, but what's the next project, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, (laughs) that's like how we work as humans. But it's so important that especially, you know, there's this thing I think a lot of actors do sometimes is like when people ask them about what they do, they almost apologize for it. Right. Uh And it's like, don't apologize for it. It's what you do. And it's so important to pick like at at any point, even just have it like in your back pocket, so to speak, like one or two things that you can say that are exciting that happened. Right. right. So even if it's like, you know what? Oh, I just had a great audition this week for X, Y, and Z. Yes. Or, you know what? I'm getting more audition. I got more auditions this month than I have in a while. Or, you know what? I just took an awesome class. Yes. Or like, or, you know, I'm so excited. I just, uh, I just researched all the casting directors for my favorite TV shows. Now I'm going to start 
looking for workshops or whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be like I booked a role. Right? Exactly. But like finding that like one exciting thing that genuinely you feel like good about so that if people ask you, well, how's it going? Yes. That's that you light what you up. lead with. Yeah. Yes, that's what you, you lead light with. Up. Instead of shrink, because so many people will go, oh, hey, you're an actor. Awesome. What can I see you on? And people shrink. And the, you know, the response is, oh, I don't have anything airing right now. However, I did just, uh, and you just changed the trajectory of the conversation. Like you own the space and so many people give their power away. And as soon as you shrink and go, oh, I don't have anything right now. Yeah, I'm really trying, but it's like, okay, I don't want to watch you. Like, that's <laughs> not interesting to me. You know, you're not passionate. You, 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 you're like, you know, shrinking. So yes, elevate, lift up, be confident about what it is that you're doing. And I love having those back pocket things that are just ready to go. So do you always have something to say that's inspiring and exciting? Yeah, absolutely. And also a lot of people don't even realize how, you know, the industry works and they don't sometimes, you know, if it's like just regular people, you know, they don't even mean to offend you by what they say, right? They, They don't know. And so even like I shot this, this film um in may that was so excited about like right off the gate book this you know lead and and of course like you know a bunch of people in my life who are not actors or not in the business we're all like when is it coming to theaters yes yes (laughs) right and i was like listen i have no idea Uh you know it's you know, it's going to take probably like a year for them to go through all the editing and all the production. And even then we have distribution. to see like, it, yeah, does it get distribution? Does it go, does it go to festivals? Like there are so many things that like, you don't know, you know, yeah. obviously there is some like you do a big blockbuster, right? But, you know, you could still be a part of a really great film that might go the festival route and get some recognition and, you know, end up being something bigger than that. And, you know, just trying to explain them. And then when I tried to explain it to some people, then, I mean, it was exciting for them too, because they were like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I actually yeah. had no idea. Yeah, you bring know, it that, the world. Yeah. And then, and then it kind of opens them up so that then when you say stuff, they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Like, let me know, like, what happens with that film, right? Right. And and then you don't have to kind of just deflect it and be like, no, it's not, you know. <laughs> yeah, no shrinking. Like, no shrinking. Let's hold, the, let's hold the possibility for the film, too, guys. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not, you know, the film isn't just about us. When we share and promote and talk positively about the film, it's like we're, we're doing good by the director and the other actors and the writer it's like you know we're a team it's not just about yeah. the actor um yeah oh, that's amazing so I've mentioned your podcast but I did not say the name of it the name of your podcast is divine downloads and that can be found like on apple I'm listening to it I think on apple Podcasts. but divine downloads correct yep and you can find it on pretty much any place you listen to podcasts yeah, I'm a weirdo and I have like OCD when it comes to listening. I cannot just start somewhere. I have to start at the very beginning. So I think <laughs> since I oh found your podcast, I am probably nine or 10 in. <laughs> they have like literally been my morning routine and afternoon tidbit. So uh, I can't thank my. you enough for your podcast because <laughs> yesterday I listened to the one that had to do with like women's reproductive systems and, you know, the, you know, this, the history that you went through with your body from such a young age it's just like it's all fascinating content that is really (laughs) really 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 inspirational 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. So I've mentioned your book, Eat With Intention, which can be found on Amazon. And you also have a book that is, I did the pre-release for it because it's not out yet. And that one's called Manifestation Through Meditation, which is also on Amazon, correct? Yep. Okay, fantastic. So people can find those and I'll put um, notes in the uh, show notes so people can know where to find things. And so I want to close with this one thing that you've like blew my mind. Uh, the other day you asked me about had I taken a particular test and I'm not remembering the name of it. And then you went through in like 10 seconds, had me down to a T. <laughs> Talk a little bit more about this because you blew my mind. Talk about what this is, because if anybody ever wants to do coaching with you or wants to, you know, learn more about this, you blew my mind in 10 seconds. So share what that is in case people want to get in touch with you and have that type of reading. Yeah. So I do, um, when I coach with anyone and also like when I make new friends, that's what happened with Amber. Um, I always like to look at both their astrology and their human design. So what I did with Amber was human design. Um, but I look at usually both, you know, and I work with a client I look at their astrology and their human design, because I really do believe that we're all divinely designed. Mm -hmm. And when you, so for both of them, you just put in your birth date, time, place, that kind of stuff. And then it shows you your energetic profile. Right. And so I think you can tell so much about a person from from seeing that. Right. So Amber, I was listening to Amber's podcast um, the other day when I was driving and she was there was an episode where she was talking um, about what she was manifesting and she was so specific. And for those of you that have listened to it, you know, she talks about I want to be uh a series regular five to like number five to seven or something on the mm -hmm. call sheet, Sony studios, like so specific. And so I instantly like got like a little moment and I was like, Oh, I bet that Amber is a specific manifester. And so in human design, uh, you can tell if, through reading like the chart, if someone is a specific or a non-specific manifester. And so me being like, you know, Miss Manifestor Queen here. Um, <laughs> I I love to know that about people. I obviously I need to know that about my clients because it completely like you know changes how I help them, and I also just love to know that about my friends so that I know I know how to help them too if they're sure. manifesting something. I'm a non-specific, so what that means is that so just how like. Amber and, and a lot of us intuitively, right? Obviously, Amber's like very tapped into herself. So she intuitively knew without even knowing that that's how she, she manifests, right? Mm -hmm. So for her to get that specific to be like, it's like for me, I would never like be like, it has to be this studio or this number on the column, right? Because that's not how I work, yeah. right? But that's your strong suit for manifesting. And so the more specific you get with whatever you want to manifest, right, you know, down to like the kind of part on the kind of show or whatever, mm -hmm. right, is really helps you and helps you magnetize that into your life. Um, for non-specifics, it's the opposite. It's like for me, it's more of like the overall feeling like, I don't need to, I don't, wouldn't necessarily say what number on the call sheet I am, but I want to say that I'm working most days on the show. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like a pretty prominent character and I feel myself being a really integral part of the story, mm -hmm. right? 
And I don't care at all what studio it shoots at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want to be in a, you know, in a studio or on location or whatever it is, you know. And so for me, it's a little bit more the the feeling and the essence of what it is. And I'm really clear that it it definitely is a a TV series regular, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay. It could be. You know, could be a Hulu show, could be a Netflix show, could be an ABC show. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it could be a comedy or a drama. That's fine. Yeah. You know, where for you, it might be, it, it should be more specific than that, right? Yeah. And um, and so I, you know, for anyone listening that's like, oh my God, I want to know. It's a, it's a little trickier to find out. Uh, you can look up your human design chart um, if you want, and then you can look up specific and non-specific and do a little Google um, searching on that to, to try to figure it out. But I would also, I would just say, you know, think of what really works for you, right? And how it feels for you in that aspect. Because if you feel lit up by like that more broad strokes, like version, like I did, that was like, oh, I just know it's going to be a TV series regular. Maybe for you, it's like, oh, I just know it's going to be like a TV movie lead or whatever, mm-hmm. it, whatever that thing is. It could be kind of broad. And maybe you'll have a feeling about it. Like my feeling about it is I do have a feeling like I'm going to be like, like a, I might be like a badass, mm-hmm. like, like uncovering like something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but it's unspecific. <laughs> you know, I could be a police officer. I could be a pedestrian. I could be a lawyer. I don't know. Sure. But, but there is like, there's like an essence there. Um, and so if that lights you up to like kind of have that less, that essence and like when I'm doing my visualization and my meditation, I see all different, I see all different kinds of sets you know, different times. Sure. And, you know, or like Amber's version of that really specific, you know, um, studio and number on the call sheet and, you know, type of role or whatnot. If that really lights you up and gets you really excited, honor that. Because Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, like for me, the, the details feel too constrictive for me. They don't feel good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's just because my natural type is non-specific. Whereas, like the vagueness for Amber could probably feel like, Bleh, right. <laughs> um, so, so it's just kind of like uh, honor that. And yes, the human design and astrology. I think it's so helpful in manifesting and living life. Obviously, same thing, right? Um, because it shows you. Like I could tell. And this is why I like to do it for my friends too, because I can just see how they work. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier to work with. <laughs> you know, it's easier when you know how your friend processes information or how your friend receives things, right? To be able to uh, talk to them about stuff or to help them out if something comes up. And so, you know, through both astrology and um, human design, you can find out a lot about how you naturally are. Mm-hmm. Um and so with human design, you kind of find out how you make decisions, mm-hmm. what's the best way to make decisions for you. Um, and that can really be a helpful, like, guiding light for life but and also for your career. Right. Um, and then you also you, – you learn how you feel when you're on your path, right? So for Amber, based on her energy type, she feels successful, right, mm-hmm. when she's – on her path. And I always like, for me, that feeling is peace. 
Mm. right when I'm on my path I feel peace Mm -hmm. and so it's different for we all have these different feelings and I I think they're really like cornerstone feelings and this again if you just look up like free human design chart and you can get your basic profile and it'll show you that stuff for you um and it's and then so, if you want it read deeper, you can, you know, contact yeah, Sandra totally. and she and then, can, she can give you like, cause I just looked at the brief one. I was like, okay, <sighs> that's interesting. But then when you actually read my chart and, and something you nailed that was so brilliant and I was so grateful for is how you identified how much downtime I require. Mm. And that isn't something that does not make sense to most people. Like my husband, you know, he gives me the freedom to be who I am, but he doesn't require the same amount of downtime I do. And I require so much to be productive. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that I, I similarly have a really, for me, that was one of the reasons that I fell in love with human design was because I also realized like my energy is very sporadic, right? Mm -hmm. I have like huge bursts of energy where I'm like creatively like going, 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 going. And then all of a sudden I'll need to like be completely off for a few days. Right. Yep. Yep. And you know, and with your type, it's like, you're really only meant to work a few hours a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're not meant to like do there, there's, there's actually only a, a certain percentage of the population that's actually meant to energetically work like a more nine to five kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, and so then the rest of us just feel like what's wrong with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, you know, we don't do that, but you know what? I guarantee a lot of people, uh, I, I feel like a lot of, um, creatives probably fall into one of our two yeah. types. Um, and there's a reason why we weren't necessarily drawn to a nine to five. Sure. Right. Or did um, it and felt paralyzed, you know, because it was like, ah, this is, does not feel right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we were like, did it and we're like, oh my, yeah, we're like, this is awful. This is yeah. not how my energy works. And that's also why I think that's, you know, so much of, of act, acting is the same as in me, in my opinion, having the experience of both. I feel like acting and running a small business or running your own business is very similar. Yeah. And um, you really have to find how it works for you. Right. And you can't let anyone else tell you, um, oh, this is like, this is the way. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, okay, no, like based on your based on your energy and how your creative flow works, it's like, yeah, you, what do you have to do? You obviously have to, you have to train, you have to practice, you have to do work on your auditions. You have to put, put your stuff on tape. You know, you got to show up to set, you got to do the things, but, but also we're all going to have different ways of working that work best for us. Totally. And like being able to acknowledge that and being like, great, just because, you know, my friend, Mary can, you know, put in like five hours at her part-time job and then go straight to self-tape, like that might not work for your energy, you know? And so maybe what you have to do is like, if you do have that part-time job or whatever, maybe it's like, you need to go for a walk on the park or go to yoga class, come home, make yourself a cup of tea, get into the energy of the audition, right? And it's like, just honor whatever that process is. And I think the more, you know, I could dork out about this forever, but, you know, even in a, with astrology, when you look at what your, your moon is, right. And mm-hmm. how your moon is like your emotional life. Right. So as an actor, 
I think it's really important you you look at that. That's like your natural emotional life. So that's like how your moon operates is going to naturally also affect your acting. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And and you can learn how to how to maneuver with that as well so that you're like, okay, you know, when you're thinking the character's thoughts, you can think character thoughts that are going to activate your particular, you know, emotional life because we all have different kind of circuitry there. Right. Oh, I love it all so, so much. fascinating, and right? Yes. <laughs> it just brings me so much joy. And when I text you after listening to your first podcast episode, I just text her. I said, you are my people. Like <laughs> you are my people. I speak your language. So as I close, where can people find you? How can people contact you? And, and then I'll put the links in the, um, in the podcast notes as well, but how can people find you and follow you on social media? Yes. Um, I'm on all social medias at, at Cassandra Bodzak. Um, I'm most present on Instagram these days, but I'm on them all as Cassandra Bodzak and, uh, you can find everything at my website at CassandraBodzak.com. So you can find, um, more information there about everything as well as the link in my bio on Instagram has information about like leading you to all the different places like the podcast or the book. Um, and yeah, the book is called manifesting through meditation. Uh, at CassandraBodzek.com slash manifesting. There is um, access to the book bonuses if you decide to order it. I'm going to give away the extended version of part one before all the edits of everything that I wrote about manifesting and meditation. There's going to be five different guided meditations um, from the book. So you can get started even before the book's in your hands. And, um, and then there'll also be a free workshop, which will be like a deep dive with me really teaching you how to use this book to divinely design your life. I love it so much. And just a note on the podcast, correct me if I'm wrong, but your first guest was Gabby Bernstein. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's just start there. So when you go on the journey of her podcast, just know at the level which you're starting at. So this is, it's no small potatoes. This is good stuff, people. So <laughs> I close every episode by saying, if no one else tells you today, I believe in you manifest miracles today. Enjoy the beauty thing, the beautiful thing we have today called life. And you inspire me. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you to my listeners. And I'm wishing everybody a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you so much, Cass. Oh, thank you, Amber. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>